Luke, I am your father. Uh, you're not my dad. You love me. It's not the hand of fucking. Episode of the Rotten Bromaters podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi there. Boy, do we have a steaming hot pile of podcasts for you guys today. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking about Star Wars because guess what? Star Wars ain't gonna stop coming until we die. Mm-hmm. And it's still gonna keep coming. <laughs> we got some sexy Mandalorian coming at you. And uh, Fallen Order, yeah. So if you guys don't know us, if you're new here, we're a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, anything media-related. Pop culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're your hosts. I'm Gabe. Uncle Dick. And I'm Cody. Yeah, thank God you got rid of that. (laughs) I I used to be known as the douche. Have you been here a minute? Uh, I've kind of rebranded myself. For how long? The whole month that we've... Had released content, but... The Cody. (laughs) It's it's me, the Cody. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump into it, boys. Uh, Start off with some news this week. News for the week, yeah. Um, So, one of the ones I'm kind of excited to talk about is the hashtag release the Snyder Cut of... Justice League that's been blowing up (laughs) on social media. It really has, though. Big, if true. He even got... And I never thought that this was going to happen... um, who, play, I always forget his name. Uh, played Batman in Justice League. Um, come on, we know. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's right. Ben Affleck actually tweeted about this, and he fucking hates those movies. Like he, <laughs> he wants nothing more to do. And he's like, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Um, so I wanted to get your guys' opinions on this, but. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> no one at this point, to be yeah, honest with you. It's a well, bit too dude, late. Okay, okay. See, we say that, but there's like a hundred k tweets about hashtag. Like people want to see this. Yeah, because the first one was ass. That it was a dumpster fire to say the yeah. least. I mean, <laughs> Batman <laughs> sucked. He was just like, oh man, I'm just trying to put the team together, guys. Like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> If you're trying to be a team leader, why are you trying to, trying to be bring back the uh, Superman? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like, there was no reasoning behind bringing back Superman. He's just like, I, I, or, or putting the team together. He's just like, yeah, I have a feeling. See, my theory behind that is that during the Batman v Superman, he felt bad. And he was like, well, to, to save myself from some, uh, you know. Hot water. Hot water, you know. <laughs> Hot just water, like, cold. Let me bring this team together that I know might be able to contain him after I bring him back to make myself feel better. And, yeah. uh, oh, that went to shit. <laughs> it, it was really all for Martha, let's be honest here. <laughs> for Martha. Hashtag for Martha. Martha. Hashtag Snyder Club. What'd you say that name? Mommy. <laughs> God. Talk about another dumpster fire of a movie. I liked Batman v Superman. People give that... You don't like it either. No. Okay, the Batman, the Batman like portion of that movie was really good. I think if they would have developed, like he, he could make a good Batman movie, Zach Zack Snyder. Yeah. But the issue was is you pack you try to pack in too much. They're trying to build this universe way too quickly to compete with Marvel. It's just it was stupid. They need they almost need more origin movies to be honest with you. If they're gonna do a Justice League thing, it should have been years down the future and not. Yeah. Well, let's see. They went for that. Foothold, but they eventually ended up doing a grapple, and so it was way too much, like you said, too quick. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing to build upon 
because they had nothing to build upon. They just jumped straight past the building process. They jumped straight to, oh, Marvel's here. We're going to match them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's I agree. not going to work. Well, and so, I don't know. The issue was is when they brought Joss, Joss Whedon in to take over for Zack Snyder, and he didn't have much time to do anything with it. No. And the, the one that he did is this, like, like, you can see the elements of Zack Snyder's, like, everything is so serious, and then Joss Whedon's just like, oh, my God, we're going to go do things. You know, it's just like there's... It, that, oh God, what a shit show that movie was. I'd be curious to genuinely see, like, I would rewatch it to see his cut of the movie but at the same time I feel like it's almost like ordering a steak well done nice Nice. cute yeah it's almost like ordering a steak medium well or well done like they're both fucking terrible options just one's a little less worse than the other you know what I mean like that's how I feel about this cut of the movie like I feel like there's no way that they can redeem it because it was just Terrible. Well, and the other thing to consider going into it is, like, you've already got this bad taste in your mouth, and you're going into it expecting it to be this masterpiece, expecting, like, a totally different movie. Uh, yeah, you know I it's going like to be that, mostly yeah. the same Yeah, movie. I feel like, yeah. So. Well, the problem with this, too, is, you know, you talk about the amount of tweets and everything that's come out of, about this hashtag. Yeah. It, it's still one of those things where it'd come out, and a week later I'd hear about it and go... Oh, oh, maybe yeah, I, maybe yeah, I that, should that, check yeah, this out. Uh, I mean, enough people have seen it at this point. Maybe I should check it out. And yeah. I'd check it out and still go, well... <laughs> I'm glad I waited. <laughs> I should have waited longer. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, I just wasted fucking 12 hours of my life because Zack Snyder's original cuts of his movies are like 18 hours long, apparently. But, yeah, uh, speaking on uh, that same train, uh, Henry Cavill posted what, what was it it was in an interview right he talked yeah. about um it was it men's health i think it was that sounds right but don't quote me on that yeah um he said that he's not done with yeah. superman the, uh, cape in the closet yeah yeah he said the cape is still in my closet he didn't give really any details about where he wants to go superman or if he's been specifically asked to do movies More. or yeah. like a man of steel 2 or anything like that but he said that you know as far as his contract is concerned he's still superman yeah what I really want from them is just to, like, highlight how short his arms look. <laughs> because... The man he, is all torso. <laughs> this dude... Well, his arms are huge, so he can't put them down. So when, like, it, they, they hold up, it's just... His arms look so tidy, like he's a fucking T-Rex. Oh, my God. Um, sorry, Henry Cavill. Didn't mean to fucking roast <laughs> We do love you, and honestly... Do we love him? Because... I, you know, a little bit off the rails, but speaking of Henry Cavill... I'm very Wait, excited my... for... No, I didn't. I thought I was going to burp. No. Overhyped and undersold. I'm very excited for the Witcher series that he's putting forth, too. Coming out on Netflix. See, I, I don't give a shit about that either. That's the issue. It's like, uh, you played The Witcher. I, I never did. I fucking love The Witcher games. Best, I mean, it's game of the year for the year that it came out. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, best game ever made. The I story just feel like is it's going to be another game. Like, I don't want to see another Game of Thrones. See, thing. the problem with... That is, especially for me, we're at a point in time where I want to play games with you guys. I want to play with games yeah, with fair. my friends to where I can bro- progress in a story and or, uh, you know... A cooperative adventure. Regen- yeah. Just stuff to build my own character through you guys, too. Right. It, I don't want to spend time in a 
self-conflicting yeah. story mode. I I want to build a character with you guys. I want to progress in a story mode with well, that's you That's what they guys. try to do with Fallout, but <laughs> that was a fucking shit show. Yeah. But I, that's what I'm trying to say. I, I don't want to go into a game now to where it's just based around myself, and I'm sitting there with either my headset or the TV blaring, and I'm just playing by myself. I want to be yeah. with you guys. I want to... Yeah, see, I feel that, but I'm just... I'm tired of... <laughs> Well, I guess I just have a sour taste in my mouth because I'm tired of seeing people fucking camp me in Call of Duty, man. <laughs> I can't get the double tap on the, like, double click on your stick to sprint. I just, I can't do it. I, I can't yeah. do it. Well, it does, it, Witcher definitely fills that niche where, say, you're, you know, on it. 2 a.m. or something completely by yourself, just chilling out. You got nothing better to do. And if you're by yourself, a fantastic world to immerse yourself in. It's like Skyrim, isn't it? Yourself in. Yeah, it's in a way. Very fantasy RPG elements and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You lose yourself in the characters and everything like that. So It'll be interesting to see. It, is it going to be based on the story of the video game? It is, game, but it's they... based... So the Witcher video games are based on a series of books. So the mm-hmm. Netflix series is also based on the book, but in a different canonical sense. Gotcha. So it'll be interesting to see how it adapts to TV. Because as we know, looking at you, Tomb Raider... Film adaptations of video <laughs> games are uh, typically Tomb Raider. Not great. Okay, Tomb Raider wasn't the most egregious. I mean, <clears throat> have you seen? Nice. Thanks. Is this just gonna continue the whole yep. podcast? Just a random voice. <laughs> nice. Um, with like the Mortal Kombat movie, dude. Oh, I f- the Super Mario movie. Did you guys ever watch that fucking no, dumpster <laughs> fire? <laughs> it was almost like a B war movie. Like, dude, it's like how... a fever dream. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, that, that's what I imagine dropping acid is like. <laughs> <laughs> just like these fucking yeah. humanoid turtle dudes just trying to chill with. It's nightmare fuel, man. Yeah, oh my god. What Cody would know. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, Cody drops acid all the time. <laughs> yes. Make sure you find him on Facebook and just be like, bro, when we're dropping acid next. If you ever see a picture of me, you'll know. <laughs> it's like that kid definitely, definitely does acid. I look like somebody that drops on the daily. <laughs> yeah, and that was a little bit of acid in my esophagus there. Funny enough, so yeah. is that how that works? Yeah, it just okay. gets stuck. I say it's you like clearly when, know a lot about acid. It's like when you save food in your beard for later. I save a little bit of acid on the like top part of my Adam's apple, and then whenever I want to trip, but I don't have any on me, I just you know get a little swallow and tripping, what, tripping what, balls. What Nobody did that absorb in like? No, I have it specifically designed. Oh, okay. I, had, I had surgery done. So you're, oh, okay, you're dude, an that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clap it out for a cool yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> so we're going to move past that. And, uh, <laughs> Boom. Follow that with a big backslash S. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next portion of news, a little movie to do. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody's producer, uh, Graham King... Yeah. is uh, now making a Michael Jackson biopic. And it won't be sanitized. But yeah, I'm actually pretty pumped about this. <laughs> what he did for Bohemian Rhapsody. Say, I don't think that movie's that great, to be honest what with you. What the fuck are you talking okay, about? Okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Ready? Are you you got to no. say ready room, right? If we <laughs> if say, say no, no we're going to well, well, then I'm just going to I'm just going to go crawl in a hole. But the movie <laughs> soundtrack's great. It's cool that they got Remy Malik to sing with it, but there's there's no depth to that story. Like I wanted more. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it was very surface level. 
Like, they barely brushed past, like, Freddie Mercury's issues, like, with his identity and stuff like that. Well, I think... But at the same time... I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but at the same time, for people that don't know him, at a, uh... What am I trying to say? A... Like, intimate level? Not intimate. If you were to... If you knew him at an intimate level, documa- you'd be in so, some bad shape today. Just, just like what documentaries do. AIDS, burger, and paradise. Um, what documentaries do for nature-specific videos and stuff. You you learn more and yeah, more yeah, about yeah. specific animals, specific... Yeah, you learn intimate details about his life. Yeah, that's the same thing they did with That's this exactly movie. what I said, and you gave me shit about that. Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> anyway. All I'm saying is... For people that didn't know much about him but loved his music, the surface level is all that was needed to give the backstory for who he was as a person and what he brought to the music table. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I see your point. I do, but I still think that I just, I don't like, like, I watch it and it's just blah to me. Like, it's nothing great. Yeah, like, th- there's a lot we, more that I wanted to know. We. Loved his music. We knew yeah, yeah. who he was as a person. Yeah, like hearing all it's, that and like yeah. w- like doing the um, uh, what was that? The big was it? It wasn't for UNICEF. It was uh, world. It was the hunger, right? The the big concert yeah. that he did at the no, end. I can't remember the name of it either now. He, they did it at Wembley Stadium. That was sweet. Yeah. Like Frank to recreate. Big, yeah. It, yeah, it was big. To recreate that. Yeah. And just world like we know a lot. As a group, we know a lot about Michael Jackson and his pastimes, what he's gone through mm-hmm. from his start with the Jackson 5 and becoming his own person. Ooh, uh, baby, with this new movie chance. that uh, Graham's producing and has the rights to now, the new thriller-based movie. Hell yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to light because it, just like they said, it's not going to be sanitized. It's going to be all true to do. It's it's going to be something we aren't expecting. Oh, well, see, that's what I hope. Like that's I I wanted more from the side of Freddie Mercury, like him dealing like with yeah. finding out he has AIDS and stuff like that. But they were just like, oh hey, guess what? <laughs> He's gonna die. Well, and here's another uh, talking point about it too. Bohemian Rhapsody was more the story of Queen than it was Freddie Mercury. So yeah, but they didn't even go into any of like the other band members' lives. Yeah, I mean, like it's just it brushes through everything. Yeah, but the other thing is, aside from you know, being homosexual, which at the time was a pretty uh, controversial. Well, he thing was bi. Be. Oh, was he? Yeah. So, well, needless to say, if you weren't straight at that time, you got a lot of public backlash. So that was really his only controversy. Whereas. It's fair to say that Michael Jackson throughout his entire career has been marred with controversy, true or not. So that makes for an interesting story, as mm-hmm. sad as that is. Um, <coughs> that leaves the movie, which, is it titled Thriller? The it, movie? That's looking it? like it, yeah. So Working title. Yeah, so it seems like, you know, this would provide a more interesting story, because it is, it's, it, his life was interesting. Not to say that Freddie Mercury and Queen are not, and, but... Michael Jackson is just, he's one of the most yeah, interesting I mean, people. Some, something focused on in the covering by Cineblend is that the movie itself will span the musician's entire life and is not intended to be sanitized rendering of his legacy. Oh, okay. Per, That's de- per deadline. So it'll be 
what you're looking for there. And it, I, it'll it'll be I something that'll more be interesting because don't mm-hmm. don't they have to get the okay from the from the, the Jackson the estate, family? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting too because I mean it's pretty common knowledge now that their father was fairly abusive to them. Yeah. And if it's a whole take on his entire life, it will be a commentary on his young life, which that will come up a lot. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And I would love to see them do a kind of narco-style splice with... Because when he was coming up, he was on every form of TV possible. So it would be interesting Oh, yeah, there were so see. many live performances. Weren't yeah. they on Soul Train a couple times? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it would be interesting to see that if, you know, they, they splice, you know, if they do an act, like a studio <clears throat> rendition of the movie, interspliced with actual footage of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Just to kind of back up, like, hey, this is... It's not a documentary, but it's like... This shit happened to him. But another thing I'm really excited about, too, with this uh, movie, uh, Graham has essentially procured uh, the rights to... nice word, Lucas. Thank you. Procured (laughs) not just his uh, music, but his family's music estate as well. Oh, man. So, like, Janet Jackson? The soundtrack's about to be fire on this movie. Dude, it's going to be... Amazing. <laughs> I'm excited now. The whole main plot is just Janet Jackson's boob falling <laughs> Man. Dude, I, uh, I I want them to, like, recreate... Uh, do you remember that family guy when they made a reference to, uh, to Michael Jackson about him grabbing his crotch super aggressively? <laughs> and he's just no. punching it, then he takes a gun and just shoots it. And he's like, hee <laughs> That's how he hits those high notes, man. <laughs> yeah, punching his dick. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of which, I was playing uh, indoor for an indoor league um, the other day. We were playing. So they brought me in. I was, I'm usually goalkeeper for soccer. Um, and it sucks. <laughs> thanks. <appreciate laughs> You're it. welcome. Yeah. I, I know you always have my back there, bud. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so they bring me in against the best team in the league. And these guys, like some of the – I haven't played goalie in, like, what, three years now? And so I was hoping, like, you know, they didn't have a lot of people coming, so I was like, oh, okay, this is just going to be a throwaway game. You know, like, not a very good team. Psych, these dudes had some fucking rockets on them. And I just take a shot, and my goalie gloves are old as shit, so they don't stick anymore. Slides out right in the crotch. And I'm telling you, I was like, fuck, dude. I think I broke my dick. <laughs> that shit hurt so bad. I, it was unbelievable. Because I'm like, it's in, I, I'm like none, none of these kids can kick really hard. Like, I don't have to worry about a cup or anything. Yeah, fucking psych, bro. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. Cool, cool story, bro. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> kill the nuts now, Cody. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's never happened to me, so. Playing tennis, really? Oh, I mean, I've been hit in the balls several times playing tennis. That's got to hurt, too. It, fucking. listen, if we're, if we're transitioning to this kind of story... I've got a tragic story. So send us your kicked in the nuts. Yeah, comment stories. below with your most interesting uh, nut pain story. <laughs> We're not gonna limit to nuts though. Private, yeah, private shot stories. Send yes. it our way. Non-gender specific. We're it's yeah, because I heard like people. I remember. Um, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but just like on the side for females. Like I, I used to be a diver, and I remember this one girl. She smacked. And hit the water, and she just starts. She's like, "My fucking tits hurt so bad coming out of the water." It was so funny. I remember that so vividly. Yeah, but anyway, so, continue. So, uh, I play in a league for tennis, not to flex or anything, but 
I, I'm all right at it. And yeah, the Nobody round of Nobody cares. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You'll Go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> we're just roasted. We're so savage. On this um, so my league is like it. Uh, it's like college level players. They can all hit serves pretty hard. And if you've never played tennis before, the average serve speed of people that I play against on a day to day basis is in the ballpark of one fifteen to one twenty miles an hour. I took a serve, a first serve at like one twenty two or in that area, and I went to swing completely fucking whipped and off the bounce kicks straight up oh my into the old dear uh, lord the old family jewels <laughs> Cody's <house>. never having kids <laughs> um so I retired after that <laughs> I literally you, hit, the, you had to have been on the ground for like I, 20 I was minutes, down for the count I couldn't even walk Ow, it was yeah, fucking bad damn. so yeah that is that is painful um I don't have a right nut anymore. <laughs> it's just got it, it just, vaporized. It just it absorbed itself into the left one, so now it's like he's officially one. lefty. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm left-handed, so now it's really balanced on that side. Like if you try to give me right coordinated stuff, it's not gonna happen. Dude, I I always remember lifting for basketball in high school. I had my buddy Steven, so I was going for a squat and I was maxing, and at that time, like I could squat, like I could squat a pretty decent amount. This is just and a soft what, what flex your, podcast. Uh, <laughs> what would, yeah, your, what what would your decent squat amount be? Oh, fuck, dude. I had to have... There were 245s and a 25. Like, it was pretty good for a skinny kid like me, like, starting out in high school. Like, so it was first year. So, we're talking a 50-pound bar. Are you really going to calculate this now? So, 90, 180, plus 50... So we're talking like a two, thirty, two thirty. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was my max. Like we were supposed to max that day. Steven comes up and just how much do you weigh? Me. I'm one seventy. I think okay. I was like one sixty, one fifty five, maybe around then. Doesn't matter anyway. He ball taps <laughs> me while in the middle of my squat, and I just, I was like, you fuck. <laughs> I thought I was going to die because, like, I had the bar and it started, you know, like, when you panic because you're like, holy, this thing's, it's going down. And I'm in pain, too, because he smacks my nuts. Was he in front of you or behind you? <laughs> he was behind me. Yeah, he that's just, when you quickly lunge upward and throw it backward on I, him. I, no, I, he, he, he jumped out of the because he knew that it was going to happen. He was just like, and everyone's dying laughing. I'm like, sick, guys. Like, appreciate cool, it. I could have broke my back. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool <laughs> teammates. Guys. Love yeah. it. Love, Love it. it, but um, yeah, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah, we got a little off track there. It's okay. We have just fun a bit, here. just we a have bit. Fun here. Um, yeah, you got anything, Cody? Yeah. So, um, something that I really am interested in. They just announced. Uh, so, recently released, uh, there was a World War One documentary titled "They Shall Not Grow Old." Um, basically, directed by Peter Jackson, who we all know from Lord of the Rings. Uh, Fucking, what else is he in, guys? I'm blanking now. <laughs> Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Anyways, world-famous director, right? A well-known household name at this point if you're into movies. Um, world War One. obviously brutal. First World Wars. Yeah. Know, trench warfare. I mean, if you want to compare the... Oh, well, he did the King Kong movies. He did Mortal yeah. Engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, Mortal Engines. That's the dumbest-ass concept for a movie. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so, I mean, if you want to compare relative, like, destruction and just humanity of warfare, World War One is up there, man. I mean, trench warfare, the invention of biohazards like mustard gas, and just, it's 
horrible. All warfare is horrible, but World War One exceptionally so. And this documentary really gives you, as it's self-described as an immersive look into what it was like to be a soldier during World War One, and it's used. It uses archival footage from the Imperial War Museum in the UK. Okay. All actual footage from World War One, and it's at the time of release it came out in twenty eighteen. All of it's over a hundred years old, so it's archival footage, and it's just it's beautifully done, masterfully edited. Everything about it is. It, it really gives you an idea of the true horrors of warfare. Mm-hmm. And so the exciting thing is it ran its course in theaters, didn't really get a big theatrical release because people don't generally go to theaters to see documentaries. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting that they went to a theater release, I feel like. Yeah, but the interesting thing is... I like it, though. Yeah, so <laughs> post, post-release, like when it started dropping on DVD and people started seeing it on streaming services... Is it, it on Netflix? Uh, I don't think it ever was. Um, but it, it got such wide regard and it started getting rave reviews. People love it. So it's returning to theaters in December alongside another World War One movie titled 1917. So it's just, it's, if you're into war movies, if you like documentaries, history, perfect, perf- yeah, if you like, if you're a history buff like yours truly, you know, that is a yeah. perfect opportunity to go learn something about what war is really like and not the glorified version that we see in movies nowadays. Yeah. I, like that very accurate depiction of Pearl Harbor by oh my gosh, good old Michael Bay. <laughs> I love to see it. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking, like, it, it, objectively speaking, if you're talking about movies, you know, during World War One, World War Two, you know, people generally think of, like, Schindler's List, Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan... It's this or my docu- favorite parody of that, Shaving Ryan's Privates. That's right. <laughs> um, but this movie, this documentary, has been rated up there with those movies as far as historical oh, accuracy. Really? You know, well, of course, it's using archival Wait, 1917 footage. or the documentary? Uh, they Shall Not Grow Old. Okay, gotcha. Um, 1917 is, is also interesting. It's coming out in December alongside this movie. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if people go back and see it, and if it gets more regard and more attention, because, I mean, I really think this kind of thing needs attention. That's, yeah, no, I, I mean... I'll, I'll definitely be there to see it. I, I love anything documentary-wise, especially yeah. war-based. I, yeah, you're a big war movie guy. I, it, it's, it, for me, I, I had the opportunity to grow up with both of my great-grandfathers on both sides. Mm-hmm. So, both in World War Two, both plenty of war stories to share... Might have been too young to hear them, but they shared them. <laughs> yeah. Sit down here, and, five-year-old uh, Lucas. Let me tell you about yeah. the horrors of warfare. Getting to see their medals and hold them yeah, in my hands yeah, and sure. their guns and their... It, I won't say illegal, but illegal memorabilia they brought back. I mean, it, uh, it, it really brought <laughs> a huge understanding to myself mm-hmm. to how big this... Uh, yeah, the world can like be. The, yeah, how, how deep this world can be. Well, and the the thing that I really, really want to touch on with this is that when you talk to people that are veterans of war, they do not like glorify it. You know, because yeah, it you fucking see, sucks. Yeah, like that's you just see, how it is. You see warfare like romanticized in movies. Like look at Black Hawk Down, for example. You know, it's like a romanticized version of like, oh, it's a rescue mission. You know, we look, we look all heroic and badass, and like that's cool and all. And soldiers, like I respect the shit out of you if you are. A soldier or have served and you're listening 
we fucking like, we that's, love you. Yeah, we, we appreciate everything you do for us. That's commendable, and what you do is insane. But war is not pretty, and it's not romantic. It's not heroic. It's an evil, disgusting, violent act, and this documentary really focuses on that side of things. War itself is nothing to idolize. What you do exactly. for us is something to idolize. Yeah. You going out there and actually putting yourself on the line to make our country worth living in and something to call home, that is worth idolizing. But yeah. what you have to endure to make it so, that is nothing to idolize. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, well, we're going to continue with the news here in a sec, but we've been drinking beer since the Browns game, so we're going to take a pee break. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lucas texts me, he's like, dude, pee. <laughs> I, I, was, I was like checking my phone, I was like... You're not included in this, Cody. No, it's just... a fucking bladder of steel, man. And I hope you guys enjoy our little uh, commercial we have set up for you. Uh, anyway, yeah, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Is stored in the balls. And we're back. Let's uh, get right to it, boys. <laughs> we're going to completely brush through the fact of that little snippet that I put during our break. A completely factual snippet. <laughs> yes, 100% science-backed. Um, so another piece of news that um, sounds dumb to me is the Black Adam movie. So this has been in production since, like, NOM. Um, <laughs> but for real, like they've had it forever. Just ask Charlie like, Sheen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since like two thousand, what was it? Two thousand ten when it or two thousand eight maybe when it first God, got I introduced. About it forever, I feel like. Yeah, but um, so The Rock posted an Instagram post. I have it right here, and <laughs> this is just like so fucking stupid to me. DC thinks. That because they have Harley Quinn on lock, they're like, oh, people love Harley Quinn, that people want to see villains being anti-heroes. Black Adam's a villain, so he's going to be an anti-hero. Like, that's that's just, like, what he said in the post. Like, I have it pulled up right here. Let me pull it up real quick. The Rock and his Instagram post. I just think it's, like, because there's also rumors that they're going to do a Lex Luthor movie. Which, what even is that? <laughs> well, if that happens, let's see Jesse Eisenberg come back <laughs> and be like... <laughs> and just be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm schizophrenia, guys. <laughs> he made... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you my. remember those little noises? <laughs> well, fun fact, he thought he was going to be playing um, the Riddler or some other, but they gave him... Uh, oh, that would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, he says um, that he was rebellious when he was a kid, blah, 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 all stupid stuff that we don't care about. Um... Yeah, fuck and, his origin story. Yeah. <laughs> He's a one-of-a-kind superhero. I'm going to do truth and justice the Black Adam way. I'm like, he's a villain. Like, I don't want to see... Like, I already don't care about Harley Quinn. Like... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a bit overdone. Now, give me a Birds of Prey movie? 100% down for that. But I, I, I just don't care about Harley Quinn. And now they're bringing in Black Adam, another character... That's supposed to be a villain and trying to do, like, the whole Joker thing. I bet you $100 that they're going to do a Lex Luthor-centered movie. Also, for those who aren't aware, remind the people where Black Adam's from. Black Adam is from ancient Egypt. Yeah, and, like, in terms of comics, who's his... Oh, yeah, so his, his, I guess... Nemesis. Nemesis is... 
uh, Shazam. Yeah. Which the Shazam movie was pretty good. Yeah. I liked the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was what I wanted to tie in. The movie was Zachary Levi, which had huge success. Yeah. And you have to believe that this is kind of, you know, they're putting that forward. They're like, that's to test the waters, you know? If well, Shazam especially, does well. yeah. Well, especially after the Joker movie, they're like, oh, villain movies. Guess we have to do a shit ton of these well, now. The yeah. Black Adam had that cartoon series that did really well. Black Adam did? Yeah. When? I don't remember was that. Was it early 90s? They had was a, it? Uh, I wasn't alive yet. I'm about to look this up. I had no idea, actually. I thought they had a very early series cartoon that did really well, but they didn't continue due to fun, whatever they had problems with. Well, the other thing that I have concerns about... Are you sure you're not thinking of the Shazam? Hmm. The thing that I have concerns about with this, too, is, I mean, nothing against The Rock. Great guy. He's not that versatile of an actor. He's yeah yeah. And I, I agree. think like you look at Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. You look at Joaquin Phoenix. As she's Joker. a very she's a great actor. She is, and so is Joaquin Phoenix. But you look at The Rock, and basically every movie that he's been in is basically a caricature of himself. Yeah yeah yeah. You know, look at Hobbs and Shaw's perfect example. Um, big buff Samoan guy with you know and Maori tradition. Hobbs and Shaw, by sure, the way. Sure. If, if it's on the surface as just purely an action movie. You can appreciate it for what it is, but well, I feel like this role is kind of made for him though, just being like this omniscient like god. But I just don't get the whole f- why make him a super. He's not a superhero. I guess in the comics, it's changed a little bit um, for him being kind of an antihero. But I just still, I still think it's just dumb. Like I don't want, like who wants a Lex Luthor centered movie with like Superman as like a background character? I don't, I don't care. What's he gonna? It, it, What's it going to be like a based on the corrupt president movies movie? and the comics? We already know what's going to happen. Everything's been foretold in numerous senses, so it, it, it's nothing new to expect. We we want new at this point. We want yeah. an adventure. We want something to build off of. We want something yeah. to continue following. We don't want something we already understand the ending of. Yes, you can throw in some new sh- shit in the middle. That might contradict some of the stuff from past movies and comics, but it's not going to change the outcome. They can't change the outcome. I just don't see how they're going to tie it in if they're going to make him a hero, or at least an anti-hero. I, I guess more of an anti-hero, but, I mean, we're already getting that with the Harley Quinn movie. Like, I don't want to see that again, but just with a different character. It's just character. another product of studios not realizing that a trend is being overdone. Yeah, you know I, agree. I mean, like, yeah, it, 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 you get all these super successful antihero slash villain movies, kind of starting with Deadpool, honestly, and then yes. that just catapults in success, and then they're like, oh, we'll just keep, you know, beating this horse until it's fucking a pulp. Well, you're right. You Harley know? Quinn, the Harley Quinn movie, is definitely a direct response to the, the Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And now, groundbreaking wise, I'd agree, Joker. I mean, it's a stretch that it's a comic book movie. It's more of a character analysis, but yeah. it's, it's just like, <laughs> who cares? Like, yeah. I can't say that this whole podcast. Like, I don't, I don't want to see it. Now, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Like, I'll still go see it because I really like Shazam and what Zachary Levi did with that character. But I just like, I don't know, man. Now, Probably, if they yeah. do the Lex Luthor movie, we're going to rip that movie to shreds because that sounds dumb as shit. But I'll only like it if Jesse Eisenberg comes back. And, and he just has a bunch of... Dude, it's just Jesse Eisenberg, but it's a close-up on his twitches. Like, the, the whole movie it's is just 90 twitching. fucking minutes of him in, like, just solitary twitching. confinement, <laughs> twitching in a straight jacket, mumbling <laughs> different things. 
They're coming Saturday night. Uh, yeah. What, what was that? The jar of piss that he left on the. Uh... Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. Who cares? Anyway. Good analysis. Yes. That's thanks. How, that's how we'll wrap that second. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, if you guys have any different opinions, I'd love to hear. But if they're no, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I'm right there with you. You got anything, Lucas? Yeah. Uh, Halo Infinite. Fuck yes. Halo Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Had you both watched the uh, trailer? Trailer for they released this past week. So excited. It it looks clean. It does. I'm sorry. It, I've been waiting for a nice brand spanking new Halo game for a while. For a minute it's now. Been a minute. They've been yeah. releasing the Halo Wars. Is Bungie None still making it? None of us are on that. No. Um, what'd you say? So he. So just to clarify, I guess real quick, um, the original trilogy for Halo was made by Bungie. Uh, after that, with the advent of Reach, they switched over to Three Four Three Industries. Who's I liked Reach. Developer. I thought Reach yeah. was fun. Anyways, carry on. Yeah, sorry. No, you're you're fine. Uh, I was gonna say with the uh, discussion of Halo Infinite, uh, it has. Primarily focused around the new engine that Three Four Three Industries has spent years now building. Is it a part of the Unreal Engine? They say in the release not to focus on the numbers. Oh, that's interesting. So are they? They say not to focus on the numbers. They're not trying to release anything. Oh, like okay. So like sequentially. So. Uh, this upgrade will result in the uh, new graphic style and a uh, new change will likely be seen in the release of the game itself. They've not released any gameplay yet. Uh, they're trying to keep a lot of stuff under wraps. With this, uh, the new release will be around holiday times 2020, so next winter. It's fucking long I'm time really. To wait. I- Aren't they going to release the next gen by then, I feel like? Uh, PS5's been announced, but nothing for Xbox. <coughs> I'm surprised that they're making this for the current gen, to well, be honest with you. With uh, Microsoft, they've confirmed that their uh, press conference at E3, Halo Infinite will be launched for the next gen consoles, but uh, for Windows 10 as well as Xbox. And Windows Vista? <laughs> I don't know if you have Windows XP. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of excited for this. It's and, been a while, uh, too. With the E3 trailer, if you've not seen it yet, uh, we finally got a lengthy lengthy trailer from them. Uh, it's not what you would truly expect, but it's actually a continuation of Master Chief's storyline, mm-hmm. which That's we've been waiting on yeah. for a while now. It starts with the UNSCS uh, soldier in space in the Pelican, uh, discovering Master Chief, who makes an appearance later in the clip. Uh, battle ready, action ready. As always. Um, we don't see Cortana herself, but we have voiceovers. Uh, the beta is through 343, but again, they emphasize do not focus on the numbers. So, is this a... Combo between 343's new gen and Bungie. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because... Is Bungie still in business? Bungie makes Destiny now. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth noting that both studios, the people that uh, the people at Bungie originally made Halo, 
and the people at 343 now, completely new crew. Yep. So it's worth noting that it could be a combo venture, but not between the two companies directly. They could have brought in some old people who worked on the original trilogy, who worked on the original storylines with Master Chief and, you know, the whole Halo story as it was, and then left with when they had 343 takeover operations. Yep. They might be bringing in people to be like, hey, you know, we have this whole story arc planned for Chief. Let's bring it in and tell our story. And So you know, for the beta... Yeah. 343 released, I just found a little to-do stating 343 Industries said that it intends to develop Halo Infinite alongside its community. Hell yeah. Hopefully community means... in question marks. Yeah. Or not, or Quotation quotations. Marks. <laughs> they so, put it in question marks, the community? <laughs> community. I'm just saying that that could be a... That'll be interesting because I feel like a lot of companies now like saw what Fortnite did. Because as much shit as you get Fortnite, because yes, we all know that 12-year-olds will shit on you. Yeah. But they really listen to their community. Like, they make adjustments. They edit guns all the time. Like, they hear what people say. doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I remember when, I think, this was back when Lucas and I were still playing Fortnite together. Um, They had that guided missile that was overpowered. OP. Yeah, and they nerfed it immediately because they heard people's, you know, but then... They have a quick response to community backlash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it helps make a better game. Like, that game's fun. Like, now that they added bots and I don't have to play up against people who are actually good. (laughs) (laughs) I love to see it, boys. But, um, yeah. So, I think that's an interesting idea, having, you know, keeping in communication with the community. I I just hope that doesn't fizzle out shortly after release. Because the typical thing to do, and this is kind of one of my gripes about a lot of AAA releases lately, is that you get a full release, but it's essentially an extended beta. And then for the first month or so after release, they listen to community feedback, they're fixing things with patches every now and then. Here's a $40 DLC. Yeah, and then after, you know, complaints die down, they're like, well, this is your game, we're not touching it. Well, my thoughts behind... The uh, community, in quotations, could that be in reference to them stating, don't focus on the numbers? Could that be them stating, hey, just a little heads up, we are working with Bungie again? That could be. Like, yeah, maybe. My, be my thought is it, community being based around people with Halo who still are yeah, diehard yeah, yeah. Halo are still with Bungie too, especially on Destiny. Honestly, that community could be based around Bungie working with 343 again to make this Halo tie back in, work well with the actual original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I hope it's a combo of both. I, I hope mean, it'd be primarily that they don't listen to the vocal minority, though. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, what were, you, what were you saying? Go ahead, finish your thought. Well, I was just saying that I hope that they don't listen to, like... The primary thing that video games like this have is, like, YouTubers, for example, will come out and say, like, uh, problem with this, that, and the other. And they're the, the very vocal 1%, whereas, you know, yeah, the yeah. rest of the community is totally fine with something. But or, that's how it always is. It the, is. The 1% is always, like, yeah, the, right. the little tiny... I'm yeah. just hoping that they really, like, know the what's best for their community overall and look at their past successes. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, going to quickly wrap up the news here uh we both got two more points and then uh, we'll go into our star wars talk um potential joker sequel has been blowing up lately like i've seen so many articles 
Um, Todd Phillips came out. Nothing is... They don't have any contract or anything. It's all rumors right now and speculation, but it is the highest-grossing R-rated film ever. I think we said that last podcast. Um, it reached the billion-dollar mark yeah. before, before like, DVD release and shit. Yeah. And so people are, you know, people are clamoring for it. They want another movie. But also we have um, Robert Pattinson his Batman movie coming up pretty soon here in 2021. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, Todd Phillips was very adamant about not wanting one to... One time, t- one done. Yeah, and not wanting to tie into Robert Pattinson's character. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll keep, like, keeping the loop with that. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel, but I feel like I don't really know what you would do because it was Who's so... Who's the actor again? Walking Phoenix. Phoenix. He did a great he already, job. He already said one and done. Here's, but he came out recently and said that he said he'd be open to doing another one if he liked the script. If, if, here, yeah, here's the thing. Though. Yeah, pretty much. Here's the thing, though. If they take that Joker and try and either do a earlier or later sequence off of it, they could essentially bring in a new actor. Maybe make it like like what they did in um in the Gotham series where like Jerome inspired the real Joker or whatever. Well, I'm just saying if Joaquin was serious on his first post ever about you know one and done, they could essentially bring in a new person for a new. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. but I mean this this shit made a fucking million do- a billion dollars, dude. Like yeah, but- they're gonna throw money at him to come back. I feel like. Yeah, but I'm saying if he has any integrity. It, he's not going to just run back for the money. He's going to stay true to what he said. Well, I mean, he did, script. like I said, he did, he come out, he said he'd be open to doing another one as long yeah, as he likes the, the script. after the amount was shown of so, how much it made. His first initial was, I'll do this, done, no more. He yeah, agreed, he yeah, agreed yeah. with the right. I just don't know how much, because so much of it was symbolic, the ending um, if you guys yeah. want to know our actual thoughts, uh, visit our previous episode. Pod, yeah, Joker harder on our hard off. So, um, I don't. It's so symbolic. I don't know where you go from there. Well, just you to, could definitely go to a later, after the Robert Pattinson. That's kind of true. You could tell an older Joker story about when Bruce and the after been fighting for the years. aftermath. I mean, they did set up like the whole parents' death and everything, like Bruce's parents' death. But and yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting. I, I mean, it's all of course, I mean, I'm spec- open to it. It's all speculation at this yeah. point, so nothing's for sure. We don't even know for sure that there is a sequel, but it would be interesting to note, you know, that all of this stuff has been said. That Joaquin Phoenix and the original director have both said, you know, look. This was supposed to be not a setup for a fucking Joker trilogy. This was supposed to be a, a one and done. done. Yeah, DC Black movie. Label. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the news, Cody. You got? Yeah. So speaking of movies, uh, if you're a fan of whodunits, Oof, a, I'm excited for this one. There's a fantastic sure. one coming out. Uh, it's called Knives Out. Um, it's essentially a movie clue. If yeah. you want to think of that. Uh, if you enjoyed. Uh, what was the train one? Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah, I love Murder that. on the Orient Express. Yeah. That was a, a 
bomb movie. It was fantastic. Or then there were none. Like yeah, yeah. Very very similar premise where one you of the, guess the killer and you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Much. yeah, it was a suicide the whole time. See, but <laughs> it is. It's a classic whodunit story. You know, it's nothing particularly unique as far as like plot structure goes, but it's. It's a house. Well, we don't know that yet. Uh, you mean they, like I guess cinematography would be yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They've, yeah. they've outlined, you know, it's people in a house. The old man, the father of a few of the characters, dies, and then it's well, I'm a detective and I'm here with yeah, my partner. Sure. Who did it? Um, the cast is insane. The, on this the thing. cast, Daniel what, Craig. The cast is what makes me excited. So just to spout off some A-listers for you, of course, like like Uncle Dick just said. Daniel Craig of James Sorry, Bond. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to spell it off, but <laughs> I love Daniel Craig. He's, he's an amazing actor. actor. Yeah. He does. He plays the main. He's he's the lead detective on the case. Yeah. Uh, and you'll know him from James Bond movies such as Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. Etc., Skyfall, yeah. Uh, other big ticket actors. Can we just say real quick, I want to interrupt you, that... Yeah. Um, Casino Royale is the best Bond movie of all time. <laughs> Jokes. Uh, and oh, another God. episode later to come. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll debate that. Bond I would actually love that. would be actually that. a great podcast idea. I'm going to write that down. It's a good debate idea. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, to carry forward the cast, I mean, Chris Evans, who you all know is Captain America, yep. uh, mm-hmm. we'll ignore the fact that he was Human Torch, but <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. He's also in a movie called Snowpiercer, which you can check out on Netflix. Please ignore amazing. the Would you say Fantastic. Four, I would not. A killed it. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, other cast members include Michael Shannon, who, if you've watched Boardwalk Empire, incredible actor on that show. He yep. stars alongside Steve Buscemi. He's Buscemi. plays one of the lead uh, prohibition agents in the first couple seasons. Then he transitions into a gangster of his own. Fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in that movie, The Iceman. He plays a serial killer. Yes. Um. Other cast members include Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, who you'll recognize from the Halloween movies, and then Anna de Armas, who is in the uh, the new Blade Runner movie. She's fantastic in that, and Catherine Langford, who you'll uh, recognize from Thirteen Reasons Why. She is the girl oh, in the first yeah. season. Who if I sound far away, I'm getting beer <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> We're all alcoholics here. Um, so yeah, it, I mean. Star-studded cast. It's directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi. I mean, it's just... The direction and everything about this movie sounds incredible. So I'm, Oh, yeah, I'm I was really right excited. next to him, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. This is... Like, I'm really excited for... I love whodunit movies, and we're going to yeah. go... We're, we're going to do a podcast on it. And, uh, um, revert back to the Orient Express. Yeah. Uh, I saw it a couple times... I did my first watch, the guess, mm-hmm. was wrong, obviously. Oh, every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, every yeah, time. Every single sure. time. And yes. uh, finally had my wife, Megan, watch it. And not even five minutes into the movie, I was like, once we got to the, mo- uh, to the train, yeah. you had to pick one. Not even one. I just said you had to pick someone. Yeah. Who did it? <laughs> yeah. She, she picked right one. On. Obviously, completely wrong. <laughs> oh wow! I was gonna say she gets it right. It's just a woman's intuition. Yeah. she just knows instantly, but immediately. Uh, spoiler alert! Obviously, everyone on the train, but <laughs> the detective 
did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so what a classic story. Yeah, dude. What a great twist, though. That yeah, that's yeah, something I'm sure. expecting that's from this movie. Nice not that. Shit. Not that specific. Except not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that specific of an ending, yeah. but that kind of big. Oh shit. Yeah, kind yeah, of for sure. Realization. Realization, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah. And we're going to report back, you know, hopefully it lives up to the hype. Yeah, and we yep. wanted to uh, give a quick shout-out, too. If you guys are in the Columbus area, this is not a sponsor, by the way. We just love this place. Uh, Marcus Theaters is a really great theater. Um, good old Greg Marcus, man. Those Greg. commercials, baby. Me, <laughs> yeah, if you guys know him, if anyone listens, I don't. I doubt anyone listening knows him. But if we could get him on a podcast, that'd be. We would deal. love to have you, Greg. This dude has the corniest, like pre-movie commercials. But we love to see it every They're, time we're sitting yeah, in the like, theater yeah, together. Greg. Everyone will be quiet. It'll be a full theater. We'll go. Hey, what up, Greg? Oh, <laughs> More hype for him than any kind of sporting event. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's the boy, Greg. Dude, and okay, like, this sounds really stupid, but I've been to a handful of theaters, and their popcorn's the best popcorn. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Marcus says that's the best popcorn. I'm just, like, I feel like that's stupid. Like, people are like, oh, they're definitely gonna, they're definitely getting paid Dude, for Dude, I've this. been to other freaking stands, too, and I'm like, hey, can I get you the fill the bowl half? Let me butter it, and then we'll refill the rest. And they they're like, no. And Marcus is like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And, uh, can we talk about the reclining chair? Oh, the reclining chair. Oh, yeah, the dream lounge. It's really yeah. nice. It's, it's a great theater, and they have great promotions for students because we're all broke. Yeah. Let's be real. And, and it's especially good if you want to have sex in the theater because they right, go all the way down. None of us are doing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Greg supports. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's so. like, I like it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, if you're in the Columbus area and you like movies, check out Marcus Theaters. There. Yeah, also, quick shout-out, we always stop by Level 1 beforehand. Yep, Level, Level 1. is a cool bar. Go down. in, buy a singular drink, play arcade games for free the entire evening. Yeah, it's, it's a cool place. You won't drink one, you'll drink many, but <laughs> you buy one, you If you're anything like us, you will drink Everything many. else in there for free. Uh, pinball is still They usually have a quarter. N64 set up, too. But... You get to play whatever you want. They also stream local streamers. Yeah. So if you're interested in a local streamer, give a shout-out to Level 1, and you might get up on the boards. Yeah, oh, so. Yeah. All right. Um, we're finally almost an hour in getting to our main topic of the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. Uh, we're, let's talk some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, baby. Yep. Ooh, yay, nay. Um, nope. <laughs> so I guess this is kind of a hard-on, hard-off. It really well, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm just gonna start. I've been looking for a Star Wars game that isn't ass, or that doesn't start like ass, and then they kind of feel bad, and you know they gift wrap you. Looking at you, Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Battlefront Two is fucking awesome now, and but and then then there was so the last, I really liked. Um, Force Unleashed, the first one. Mm-hmm. I really liked the second one, but the story was just so short. I felt also, like I finished it in 10 Wii, minutes. a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, two remote as a lightsaber. Yeah. I, like, low-key want to get drunk and play Force Unleashed with the Wii. <laughs> no, it, it, it blows your mind. I, I feel it's like very simple, good. but at the same time... Because <laughs> you swung it like a lightsaber. Yeah, that's, both of them, because you got that. two. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. that's I'm on that. But, you um, have to use the buttons for force abilities 
And when you clicked them, you actually had to push two to push or pull or. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, Yeah, I'm on that. That would definitely be a fun like game to play when you're drunk. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, I was I've been looking for a solo Star Wars game because I really like the Jedi Knight series. I played those on my GameCube, I guess, back in the old day, and I love like nerd. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) But this game is basically you're playing after. It's after episode three, so during that period when the Empire's taken over and they're killing all the Jedi, you're a Jedi in hiding, um, played by Cameron Mahogan? Monahan, that's right. Mahogan. That's close. (laughs) Got him. His name is Cal. You might recognize him from Shameless. Yes. The gay, older brother, uh, Ginger. Yeah. So, um... And they're basically going, they're trying to help out and figure out... Basically, there's this holocron, which is like a book, but that can only be accessed by Jedi, that has important information, um, and basically will help them stop the Empire, is what they're thinking, like help them rebuild the Jedi Order. And you're basically going on adventures um, to different planets, you get to explore different planets, and um, yeah, so, I mean... What do we think about the game, boys? Uh, just to give a little backstory to the actual holocron itself, it is revealed in the tomb in the first uh, chapter yeah. that you fight to get to that the holocron itself contains the whereabouts to the new age of the... To the new Jedi Temple, right? No, to the new age of the Force. Uh, force held. Oh, so that's right. Children yeah. that have force abilities, and that's so right. yeah, they're trying that. to fight to get to that holocron, so that they can find those children to rebuild. Build. Yeah, the Jedi Order. Dude, the game. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go positive and negatives with the game. Positives. Um, it's super dope that you get to customize your lightsaber, like handle and everything and color, which you've never been able to do. So, like, I made mine all gold, um, and then we game share, so I yep. think you did the same thing. <laughs> and then you get to pick your color, so I only have three colors, the blue, green, and orange for right now. I like the green, just because I always liked the green. Look. Yeah. Um, and you get to customize, like, you get customizations for, like, what you wear, like, what your ship looks like. I think it's really cool traveling to different planets and exploring them. Yeah. Like, you go back and forth to different planets... And the storyline's linear, but you can also go off, like, there's side objectives and stuff. Like, if you want to visit a different planet, it's cool. Um, the game is, I mean, this, I like the story a lot so far. Yeah. I haven't finished it because it's getting close to finals weekend. I love procrastinating. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I've enjoyed it so far. Um, some negatives about it, though. It's fucking tough, dude. It's a tough game. It is. It's been compared to Dark Souls, ladies it and gentlemen. It is. So the combat is very Dark Souls-esque. Uh, it's very defensive. You parry a lot. Um, you'll be more successful if you learn when to block and when to plan your attacks, which pisses me off because I just want to go in and fucking swing my lightsaber and get it over with, you know? Yeah. Um, the enemies can be tough. Like, uh, there's a lot of, like, uh, wildlife, I guess, for Star Wars. So you get, like, giant slugs, giant spiders, like a troll-looking thing. And 
some of those guys are hard. Yeah. And there's this one at the beginning. I don't know. At the first planet when you go to the temple, I drop down and there's a boss, like a side boss. And you're not supposed to fight him just yet. And I tried for a fucking hour because it was just like, <laughs> like I, 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 I like to th- I, I'm kind of competitive person. So and I kept dying and I was just cussing up a storm at my TV, just trying to. Fan confirm. Yeah, and I like I look back at like I looked it up online. I'm like, how do you beat this dude? Like, is this fucking impossible? And they're like, yeah, you're not supposed to fight him just yet. I'm like, thank, thank you, thank so you, you for letting me know that. that. Yeah, appreciate it. Um. Got any uh, opinions? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like you sh- you said, we sh- uh, game share. So I got the opportunity to play. You got that premium content. Nice little uh, Star Wars guy there. Uh, mm. Just a nice little Star Wars guy. Nice little Star like Wars guy. Like a cool guy. little Star Wars guy. But uh, no, I definitely have the uh, golden black. Dude, that shit's dope. I'm not gonna lie, for sure. But uh, I went with the orange, and I don't think. I think I might have found a couple of packages that you didn't. So when you're traveling around... You found, like, other colors? Yeah, I found a few other what care colors? packages. I found purple as one. Ah, oh, that's dope. Okay. And I found a green, black, and gray for the uh, spaceship as well. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you're traveling around these different areas on the planets... Uh, you can look for specific boxes you can open yeah. that your little droid unit hops in and collects info for you, um, which is where BD-1. you find your sleeves for your lightsaber, your colors. Your yeah, your like your jokes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, BD-1 is the cutest yeah, thing dude. you will ever see. <laughs> I'm sorry. You won't get attached that, to that for, I got attached immediately. Oh, I know. As soon as he defended you on that uh, second like attack oh, yeah, sequence, I that. Yeah. and his foot got broken, broken, and you fix it, I was attached immediately. If oh, that they, shit was fucking adorable. If they <laughs> kill him off, I will never play the game again. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I agree with you on the enemies. They're Especially tough. for the life, life uh, the uh, life on planets. Yeah, Animals. the wildlife. Yeah, the wildlife. T- they're tough, bro. I drop in, so I'm starting the second chapter. You got these ram type. Oh, the ram things, yeah. Uh, wildlife that you have to fight off before you even get to the stormtroopers. And, and then they have a fucking no, rocket launcher. Hold <laughs> on. You're already losing health. Hold on. You get attacked twice by these things. Your health is gone. Yeah. You only get two med kits to use. You already have to use one. Done. Finish off the animal. No matter how hard you fight, you already have to use one. You walk around the corner, get blasted by this rocket. Have to use the second. You have to go through the whole freaking level off one life because this game doesn't prepare you. No, it's (laughs) hard. Aid you, and it, and this is only on the medium hardship. It's not even on the uh, simplest regular. Yeah, it's it's on the night. Yeah. I, I'm doing it on the night, and you're already having to. <laughs> it makes no sense, dude. I just like okay. So the game, I would compare it to like if Dark Souls and Assassin's Creed had a baby, because you do a lot of exploring. Like you climb stuff. I combine like, it with Borderlands. Really? Really? That's an interesting comparison. Why? 
I'm just the curious. amount of wildlife and the amount of damage you take from said wildlife uh, trying okay, to get two yeah, bosses. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah. Um, it's cool. Like, they, they put in a def- bunch of different clone troopers. The levels look great. I mean, one of my complaints is the game renders horribly. Yep. Pop in textures all the time. It's, like, kind of annoying. But I, I don't know. I'm not a snob for that. As long as the gameplay's good, like, that's stuff that you can fix in patches and stuff. Like, I'm okay with that. The gameplay's fun. I wish it was more offensive. But I recently found out, spoiler alert, that you can get a double-bladed lightsaber in this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that... And it's it's they said that when you get it, you are much more offensive-minded. So, like, you can attack more and stuff. I think so that's like cool So just, like, Sister 9? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So I think it's dope. Like, you go through, like, this kind of, like, hallucination, I guess, to talk to somebody that gives you the... Um, that gives you the hilt to be able to do the double-bladed. So I'm excited to Other than Darth that. Maul, Darth Maul's quote-unquote sister, uh, you both watched the Clone Wars cartoon yeah. mm-hmm. on Nickelodeon. And Cartoon, Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Thank you. Be a great Nickelodeon show. That would be and amazing. After <laughs> Watch clones die. Um, no, what is the sister uh, race of Darth Maul? Oh, God. Ventress. Ventress. Yes. Ventress, yes. She was the Dude, first good recall, ever yeah. um, female double bladed. Yeah, well, she had that one. It's her spun. It, it's, no, not even spun. She had separates that she could connect at will. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And yeah, it's kind of cool. That was the first female, like, power villain yeah, they ever Star, had yeah. in Star Wars. But I wish they had that as an ability for us in the campaign. I wish yeah. it could be doubles just like uh, Ahsoka had in the same... Because Ahsoka had, oh, yeah, she had doubles. Well, and Starkiller did. Yeah. Which but was to be able fun. to combine them if you at free will, if you wish, that'd be awesome. Yes, yeah, so you can choose too. Like you can turn on one and use one, and that's more defensive. But uh, to, uh, real quick, I just want to revert back to Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's go ahead. it's not just the amount of wildlife and the amount of damage the wildlife gives to you. It's the amount of distance you have to travel between save points. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because... Oh, that's what I, I wanted to that, say. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that, that up. That blew my mind. I'd save. I'd kill off 30-plus, not just wildlife, but stormtroopers. And I'd die multitudes of times. times yeah. And I'd be like, where's the next save point? I'm, I'm looking around. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to find one just so I don't have to revert back to where I was. And then when you it's, save, it's at the end of every episode. You have yeah. to find a save point. That's very yeah, reminiscent of Dark Souls too. Yeah. The campfires, you know, you get one like at the beginning of the level, and then like generally speaking, whenever you kill a boss, but then all that space in between is subject to change. You and that's die. just like Borderlands as well. Yeah, like you could die like one enemy prior to finishing your objective, and nope, all that progress is just gone. Well, the worst part is, is if you want to go back and save, you're like, oh, I made all this progress. I'll go back through. Psych, your enemies respawn. Yeah. Yep. You, yeah. But I will say, I give credit to the Star Wars game for this. The enemy that kills you stores all your XP and everything yeah, else that you is lost. Cool. I like that. And so yeah. as long as you get back to that and either bring it down to a certain damage level or kill it, 
you get all that XP back, and that that's actually freaking awesome. Yeah. See, my, one of my complaints is that... Actually, no, I was just so used to Enforce Unleash, like, the Force abilities were so over the top. You're like, you would fucking push, like, 800 people off. Like, this one is much yeah. more realistic to the movies, but I recently learned pool, like, the Force pool... It's OP. It's hilarious. I just grab enemies and you stab them once and you get in the animation. It's fantastic. But I don't like the game. The extent of the word, it looks great it, when, you know, it's working properly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've had fun with it. It's definitely like frustrating as hell. Like my, 100%. My fear going forward is it's a fear that I have with a lot of single player story driven games is. You're asking people to drop $60, because let's be honest, that's the pretty flat price for all AAA games at this point. You're asking people to drop $60 to play through a game once, and then what else do you do? Do you know Well, it's- I don't know about that. I played the Arkham games, like, I've played each one of them like three or four times. Sure, and they're, they're fun to revisit every now and again, but just as my personal opinion goes, it's like... Unless there's a new game plus mode or something like that where you can, you know, reset the story to earn more stuff and whatnot. Like yeah, it's hard, yeah. Okay. It's hard for me to justify $60 as a, like, one playthrough and then I'm like, well, I, do I really want to pick it up again later? A thing I'll give back to it is that there are not multitudes of endings, but you don't play through once. There are plenty of stuff, just like Destiny, you go back to a specific planet and you can play through extras and find new stuff yeah, and yeah. new building blocks to the storyline, okay. everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Just like on the first level, if, as long as you go under the ship, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can't push past this wall and you see a sphere on the ground that's spinning you can't get to, but you know at some point, I'm going to have to come back, back and, and revisit yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I'll give it that, but the same token, I'm going to say they did a sh- shit job on telling you what you need to do in this game. Yeah, dude, Communication the puzzles are fucking sucked hard. ass. You get to a point where you finish off a group of stormtroopers. 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 And uh, you look to your left and right, you have a walkway to your north. East and west. One with a door, one with a long hallway, or one with a oh, cavern. Yeah, I know and what you're, you're like, about. well, shit, which one am I supposed <laughs> I to go know. to? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no direction. There's no, You try one, oh, the door's locked. Cool. You know from the get go, oh, that might be a shortcut I unlock later on. You unlock it. But then there's two, and you're like, well, I, still I went yeah. through this one, oh, the story continued. Well, where did that one go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't go back. Other than start restarting the storyline. Have you done the first puzzle with the balls in the uh, yeah. wind? I d- could not figure that out for like a hot minute. It, it was really quick for me, but at the same time, it was just like, well, if I had done this, what would of the outcome been? Yeah. Well, I thought that you had to have like two of them covered, but you didn't. You just no. needed the one covered, and I was just... <laughs> I, it, it pissed me off. I was like, "This is tough." Like, with and I was just and so I watched him play through, and he only used the one. Just wait till you get to the uh, to the next temple. You get a like magnetized. Um, 
this this shit pissed me off so much. Oh, unbelievably. Basically, it they show like oh like the force like magnetizes this metal and stuff like that. So you get candles, and the candles will burn like they're wrapped in metal, and they will burn vines to help you unlock stuff. And the hint that the game gives you is that the metal. You good, bod? <laughs> Lucas is just staring at me wide-eyed. I'm, I'm waiting for it. So the hint that they give you is that use the metal to cover it because every time you try to throw to burn the thing out, it would be it would get doused with water because you're in kind of a waterfall area. And they said the metal will cover the water, so the fl- but it fucking did. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like that was the hint that they give you. Oh, the metal should cover the. It took me, because I, I was like, I was determined. I'm like, I'm not going to look online to do it. And I finally had to do it. And I was just like, it's so easy. So my basic standpoint right now is if I die more than twice in an hour period, I pause and I play a different game for a while. <laughs> and then I come back. Come back, yeah. That, no, dude, I so I'm that. not progressing very fast. I'm, I'm at a medium level. And I'm a very good Gameplay. I, I, I'm not dumb. I, I, yeah, I know what yeah. I'm doing. I'm not stupid. I, I'm very Well, quick. that's up for debate, but... <laughs> Got him. So how's Annalise doing? Oh, uh, okay. Oof. So, uh... That's a niche joke that no one's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Megan, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> no, I, I'm at a point where I'm slowly progressing, but I'm still progressing through the gameplay. Yeah. I mean, I... I've had a lot of... I, I think it's really cool that you get to customize your own lightsaber. Like, I feel like I geeked out a little bit with that. And, like, being on the ship and, like, traveling in the ship, picking the planets, I think is a cool little, like, addition. Um, I think it's it's very to, Destiny-based. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that this game did a great job explaining Star Wars lore and wrapping you in if you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But then, if you're focusing on it as a game and purely a game, they kind of drop the ball with... Gameplay and guidance. I don't know if they drop the ball on no, gameplay it's, it's very necessarily. Cinematic. It, it's very. They have its own setting to where you could set the enemies everything yeah, to super easy, super 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 easy. If you just wanted to focus it's on the story, cinematics, yeah. which is actually really cool. I, I love that. If if you love anything Star Wars, do it on that and just enjoy the ride. Yeah. But if you are a Game of Maniac. <laughs> nice. We're going <laughs> to. And, and you want to jump in and kick some ass, they, they, they did kind of drop the ball. Well, it's just, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's dropping the ball necessarily as it is. You just have to play defensively. And you and That's I fucking dropping hate the ball. that. A lot of people hate that. I don't. But Dark Souls was like that. It's too. not even the defensive. And Dark Souls was that, a huge game. It's not even it? a like defensive that campers like to where you could sit in a corner and just. Well, you have to wait for your opponent to make the move and then, read what he's doing, and then like I, I get what you're saying. Like it's not like you're just like sitting there. Yeah, it, it, it's very reminiscent of Dark Souls, and the thing that, that so. The lacking here is that Dark Souls kind of it drew people in because it was known to be a challenge. So you you you're like, oh, I'm gonna play Dark Souls, and I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm this badass hardcore gamer. It's like a sense, of, it's a token of pride for like if you beat Dark Souls, you're like, man, I I beat Dark Souls. I'm sweet at a game. But this, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm a fucking registered. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> left my basement in <laughs> years. years, but 
This game, you know, it's... You it's, start hissing at the sun, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> this game doesn't have, like, the notoriety that Dark Souls does for being a difficult game, but it is. So people aren't playing yeah, but it dude, Can like, you really hold that against it? I mean, they... No, that's... I'm not holding it against it, but I'm... It is I get what you're saying, though, yeah. Like, for, for the average gamer and for someone like all of us who've been looking for a, a story-driven game, you know, where you're looking for a good Star Wars canon story, where you're looking for, like, I haven't gotten any fresh Star Wars single-player story-driven content in years. Yeah. And you come back and find something that's... <laughs> Lucas is just mocking the shit out of Cody right now. I'm just not allowed to talk. Are you? <laughs> I feel so bad. We've been roast Like, if you guys have, like... If you guys were here, we've just been roasting Cody the entire day. <laughs> we love him to death. My yeah. life is over. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing more. Continue, but, sorry. No, but yeah, so it's 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 one of those things where you've you've created a game that's playable and it's gonna draw in Star Wars fans and it deserves to. But you don't have this like playability that gamers are looking for. Yeah, and I think I think you touched on a good point because like when I was playing the um, Jedi Knight games, and I think why they were so great is that they had three styles of how to use your lightsaber, and also weapons, and all the force abilities. So you can learn like dark side force abilities, like lightning and stuff. And it was cool because a couple of them were defensive. So like the first one was defensive, the second one was balanced, the third one was full on attack, and like they all had their pros and cons. Yeah. You know, like your attacks would be slower if you were defensive, or if you played offensively, like the attacks were very strong, but um. You, it would leave you open to gunfire and stuff like that. I, um, you know, I, I, I wish that was like that a little more to give you opinions, so I wouldn't... But also, like, I feel like I should just film myself just getting pissed off at that fucking game because I feel like that would make good content because that shit pisses me off. But, um, yeah, um, I think we're going to take a little break uh, real quick, another one. Uh, before we go to Mandalorian and oh, yeah. uh, wrap up the uh, podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm kind of excited to talk about Mandalorian. I know Lucas is, I'm especially. pumped! So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. Pee is stored in the balls. And we're back from another break because wait, 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 Lucas has drank like 400 Bud Lights and needs to pee every 10 seconds. That's Uncle Dick to you. Uncle Dick's sorry for that Post Malone Bud Light sponsorship. <laughs> He's trying to get us all on his level, so he opened me like four White Claws to drink. <laughs> so, he was already through five of them, so. And I just admit do that. Do that math for you. Yeah. Anyway. And I drink White Claws. <laughs> No, you know, you know what? I'm proud that I drink white claws. Celiac's club, baby. It's it's. What did we used to say? It's water that can get you fucked up. <laughs> it's gluten free water yeah. that'll fuck you Ain't up. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. That's another guy I want to get on the podcast. Is Trevor Wallace? That dude's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. The whole Chirley's crew. Dude, you look like a figure skater. Um. Anyways, that was a niche joke. Good uh, Yeah. Thanks. Uh, let's do Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. Mando- um, so we've watched the, we, well, they've released the first three episodes, um... So far. On so, Disney Plus. Yes. Um... Which we love. Yeah, Disney Plus is a pretty cool stream. Yeah, <laughs> it really is, though. Yeah, it's kind of dope. Um, so, let's get some thoughts, thoughts, boys. <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> yeah, this is a big nut we gotta crack open here. Yeah, uh, dude, huge nut. <laughs> big nut. Every <laughs> big episode, nut. I just, big nut. 
Dude, that reminds me of at Pins, they have this drink called the maple, uh, the bourbon maple nut drink. And I was like, I was talking to Strauss, and I was like, does this bourbon come with extra nut? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, Your parents so, are really proud of you. <laughs> so oh, to, yeah, they listen to this. Yikes. So to uh, lasso this conversation back in. Um, not about nut? Not about nut. <laughs> you the should. Mandalorian, so far. <laughs> Cody's like, please, please talk Let's about the Mandalorian. Talk about, uh, we can talk about nuts off the air. Uh, so... Mandalorian so far amazing. They, uh, for those of you who haven't watched it yet, it's a standalone. It's a live action Star Wars serial. Western based. Western based serial. There's well, it's still canonical. I wouldn't. It's call canonical. It I'm calling it a serial because they've they forecasted eight episodes and there's no word on whether or not there's going to be a second season. That's true. So or as of right now, it's a mini series. Yeah. Okay. It, yes. It, it's going to be we, sequential. Yeah, yeah. Just get the technicalities out and, of the way. Uh, just for you. Other Star Wars lovers, George Lucas is pairing on this. It, yeah. it is based on his stories. It is based on his books. So this is not just a this is not a significant standalone. This is a continuation. Yeah, of the yeah, the it's canonical basically. Yeah. 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 What's really great about well, I I want to give a big shout out to Deborah Chow and yeah. John Favreau. Yep. Who, if you don't know John Favreau, he is happy. And, uh, he also made the movie Chef. Yes, Chef is a good movie. But they do... I was a little weary of the first episode when we watched it because they kind of just threw you in and they didn't explain shit. They were just like, here's the story, you're going to listen to it. But you got to do that for I, I, something like this. It was a little jarring I, 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 for me personally because I felt like they were going to... I mean, they throw you... They didn't really talk about, you know, the currency that was made of this rare metal that they used. So, spoilers ahead, basically, yeah. of the first three episodes. The shit out of yeah, the series. yeah. Um, I feel like we should get better at, like, doing an overview <laughs> and then going into spoilers, but no, whatever. Just understand, especially with this series, we're going to follow this series till the end. Yeah, yeah. So, so make sure... Even if this does become chronological... Like it extends to the second yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. We're going to follow this till the very end. Yeah. So make just sh- understand there will be spoilers every single, single episode. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure like now, like pause it if you guys watch <laughs> it and then come back. Or yeah. if you don't care about spoilers, we're going to spoil it. But yeah. basically, they just kind of throw you in. Like they don't really explain the metal that they make. So like the, one of the credits that they do, like the back during the um, Empire... Because um, this is after Return of the Jedi. So after the uh, sixth movie. Yep. Between uh, six and seven. Yeah. So be- before the First Order arose, after the fall of the Empire, the Imperial credits were made of this rare metal. Beskar steel. Yes. And they don't really explain that at all. <laughs> and I was so confused. I was like, why is this dude using money to make th- armor? Cash money. Yeah. He's trying to get that dollar bill suit. But it's... It looks fantastic, like the cinema, and it's really cool because I was watching like behind the scenes, like with the starships that they like the the ships that they do. It's actually how they did in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. with like the toy models, and they have like the background. They fly it themselves, so it looks really cool. Like That's it looks, awesome. it's a cool throwback. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like 
Should we start, let's start with episode one and then kind of work our way through? Yeah, I mean, so to give a basic overview of what episode one was, a really brief summary. Uh, episode one introduces the Mandalorian. If you're not familiar, um, it's a race, essentially. They, they, they inhabit a planet and they have kind of, they're, they're Is a it religion. a race it's or a religion? It's, yeah, it's more, yeah, yeah. So it's a religion it's based It's more of like a fault, like a cult almost. Yeah, the yeah. show presents the Mandalorians as almost this cult of yeah. bounty hunters, essentially. They, they pride themselves on their armor, they have a very strict like policy of you know, we have to stick to our laws and we're very strict about our never remove your helmets and th- it's a weird religious following, right? Mm-hmm. So the first episode introduces the Mandalorian who remains nameless so far. He's known as the Mandalorian. They I think they're going to keep it that Mando. way. It yeah, he's, he's an anonymous uh, hunter. And it starts out, he's uh, taking on jobs, and he gets this really big bounty for an unknown target. They name the target as being about 50 years old, and they're saying that tons and tons of bounty hunters have tried to claim this prize. No one's been able to do it. Well, of course, it's the Mandalorian. This fucker's going to be able to do it. Yeah. He travels across the galaxy to this planet, and he, you know, has yeah, they a whole adventure. Do very the much way. the journey of like in the desert, it's fighting. Very much a western. West, yeah, it's a western it's cool. style thing where it's like if a bounty hunter in a western, like a classical western, would travel to a neighboring town, and you know, encounter a bunch of renegades, and then he's got a shootout with the town before he can go collect his bounty. It's very much similar to that, and then come to find out that this target that he's been after is a child, and the child is. A baby of the same species that Yoda is a part of. Which we will also note that there was a female of the same race as Yoda. In episode one. In episode one on the uh, council. Jedi council, yeah. Uh, Yaddle was her name? Yaddle, yeah. yeah. Yoda and Yaddle. Um, so it's been theorized but not confirmed that the baby is the child of Yoda and Yaddle. Yeah. So basically the people that give them the bounty are... Um, a part of the rem, what's left of the empire. Yeah. And this doctor wants to analyze what it, it. They don't really tell you like what he wants to do, but they want this bounty for him to analyze. So the first episode it introduces it's Baby Yoda. Second mm-hmm. episode is him, uh, tra- trying to get back to his ship, and he runs into Jawas, which is hilarious, and they like. Fuck Jawas. <laughs> yeah, they. They're like the anti. Minions. <laughs> <laughs> they're really just, they're, even their language kind of sounds like yeah, it's yeah. fucking terrifying. It's, it's nightmare fuel. Dude, and when they eat the egg, that, that oh shit was disgusting. <laughs> that was the only point of him getting that egg, too. <laughs> it's for them to eat it, yeah, yeah. So basically, he, the, the Jawas, they're scavengers. Which, just to clarify, he decides not to kill the baby at the end of the first episode and is trying to... Basically bring it back to his bounty giver. Yeah. Such is why he's trying to get back to his ship. Which is in the third episode. Well, which is smart because they did say that he'd get more money if he... Brought it back alive. Live. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had a guest star, uh, Taika Waititi, played the uh, IG model. Oh, he, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he came back for that because he played IG-88 in uh, Rogue One. No shit. Yeah. I'm, oh, I did not I'm almost that. 100% yes. sure. No, I... That's, I remember that's, that. Yeah. I can double check, but I'll fucking double check later. <laughs> so, it's more about episode two before. Yeah, so they he goes, he gets pissed and tries to chase down these Jawas who find a ship and 
dismantle. Yeah, they scrap it, they basically. Don't, they don't ruin or destroy. They just dismantle for the parts they want and or need. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he tries to get them. He His weapon is basically this rifle that vaporizes. It's hilarious <laughs> it's to hear awesome. them scream. Any form of skin and or organ. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's just gone. Um, so he goes to... Um, he's got this guide, I would say. Yeah. They don't really say his name. He's not named. He's not a guide either, though. He is a guide. He's just a local farmer that wants his land to go back to... But he plays a guiding role. Like, he tells them, like, how to get to this... How to get to the bounty in the first place and how to deal with the Jawas. I I agree with that. Yeah. I I do. But at the same time, it's not a... You know, it's part of his path. It's just, uh... I know what you're here for. Here's yeah, how you can, can fix my life. Yeah. Go fucking do Please it. Please do it. Because, <laughs> That's fair. But so the Jawas are like, we want you to get this egg. egg. Yeah. Which ends up just for them eating it. Disgust. It's disgusting to watch it. But um, so he fights this mudhorn. 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 That's right. Yeah, that's what which it's called. you will remember from episode. Three, uh, two. two. Two, yeah, yeah. Uh, two. It was Star Wars. It was the, the uh, rhinoceros-looking rhinoceros uh, mm. animal that tries to kill Obi-Wan Yeah, in the stadium. Um, so this episode, the second episode, was really cool because you get to see Baby Yoda use the Force for the first time to save the Mandalorian. Is that what we're sticking with, Baby Yoda? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we might as well just call it. That's, that's Yo- what it is. Yodette. Y- Yodette. <laughs> Sod. <laughs> he's like a teenager, and he's yeah. just like... Adolescent Yoda's all rebellious and shit, like, fuck you, Dad, I'm not gonna use my he's Force like, Saw. So, in Yoda. the second episode, we get to see Baby Yoda use the Force for the first time to stop the rhinoceros, we're going to call it that for right now. They foreshadowed it definitely at the beginning when the Mandalorian was hurt. Yeah, well, it, when he was trying to heal it, yeah, mm-hmm. and he didn't. But when the Mandalorian was almost knocked out by the mudhorn, mud not yeah. rhinoceros. <laughs> um, the mud rhinoceros. mud rhinoceros, <laughs> And uh, the baby Yoda, Yodette, used the force to lift the mud, mudette. Mud in the air and stop it from killing the Mandalorian and that's when I I feel that the Mandalorian realized like he a connection uh, there's something special about this I can't let this go it's it's interesting to see like I don't know if you guys noticed it but when I watched like he was I feel like surprised about what this thing could do. He was just like, yeah. oh my god, like, what the it, fuck? And it, it wasn't just he didn't realize what the Force was. It was just a reckoning a reckoning of uh, almonds to where I don't know what's going on, but I know it's special. I know... Yeah. yeah. I think it kind of plays at the fact that, like, they've said multiple times, like, even in, like, the original trilogy about the Jedi, that they're a myth, and you know... Luke wasn't able to rebuild the Jedi Order like he wanted to. Um, because there were no Jedi to... Well, like, he set out to find, like, Force-sensitive, but, like, you know, with the whole Knights of Ren and him failing yeah. Kylo, or Kylo Ren. Um, but 
I think it really plays in the fact that, like, Jedi are a fucking myth now. Like, mm-hmm. people, like, you hear, it's, I, I feel like it's almost like, uh, like, magic, you know? Like, you know, you hear, like, certain, spe- you're like, there's no way that's real, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's interesting. I thought that was kind of cool to... And just, props to Pedro Pascal for being able to portray such emotion without ever being able to show dude, his face. Dude, yeah, he does yeah. such a good job. And like you, we d- talked about this with the uh, Master Chief. Yeah. Um, correlation to where Master Chief himself could show such emotion without ever re- revealing his face. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, I. I mean. Mad respect. Yeah, he does a good job. And then, so that's pretty much the second episode. Is there anything else we want to say about well, that? What I wanted to add to with that is with finally getting to see the young Yoda Yodette <laughs> show off its ability um, with this continuing with George Lucas's storyline and books and everything else will this take a different path from what they've shown in the new Disney movies will we get to see this young one grow up and explore its force abilities. Will we get to see it? That'd be like a spinoff series. Yeah, almost? not even a spinoff because or have a what, George Lucas isn't with Disney right now. He's doing his own thing with. It's still a Disney property. It's still a Disney, but not with Disney's movies because they've already moved forward without him. Right. But uh, so they brought him in as like a creative director. It's like worth, he kind of gets worth noting that both the like. Well, he was the, still a part. Like he helped a little bit with, um, like his he was books a, on the basis for the yeah. last three. Yeah, but it wasn't. Well, based, he had creative vision in all the new movies right now. Like his yeah, but it wasn't was based there. off his books. This this specifically is based off his books. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. all of this is based off his actual storyline. Oh, so interesting. Okay, it's worth noting that, that um, when Disney took over Star Wars, they rewrote the canon. Yeah, so, so all the comic books that aren't Disney or anything, none of those, well, like, none of the video games. stupid, by the way. But it is worth noting that also that both the new trilogy, the story of Rey and all that, and the story of Kylo Ren, and The Mandalorian are canon as far as Star Wars lore is concerned. Yeah, yeah. So, and Solo and Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, to, to expand on Lucas's point, I think it'd be interesting that they could almost be parallel stories where you see the rise of Rey in the three new movies where she's becoming this uber-powerful Jedi... And then you also see the rise and growth of this baby Yoda as he kind of... It, it almost could recreate the Jedi Council in the future. He becomes this Grandmaster and then uh, raise yeah, Skywalker yeah. children and or whatever. the uh, Mandalorian, as we got to see in Episode 3, which we're about to talk about, display their ability, their force, their control over a situation. Yeah, they're very... Yeah, the, dude, they're it, it could be almost a Clone Wars-esque... Type deal. I, mean, I just don't yeah. see any of this tying into the new movie. I don't, I, I, I don't either, but it doesn't have to because George Lucas isn't helping with the new movie. He might be a creative director, but it's not based off his story, his books. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I just wanted to real quick jump back to the Bascar, the... The Steel. The, the steel. steel. I did a little research on the Wookipedia... <laughs> that is actually what it's called, too. It Wiki- is. Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, Biscar, also known as the Mandalorian Iron, was an alloy used in Mandalorian armor, notable for its high tolerance and extreme forms of damage. 
The metal was durable enough to withstand a direct blaster shot and could potentially withstand the slash and or glance blow from a lightsaber, though could be penetrated by a direct stab. A uh, saber weapon created by the Mandalorian Sabine, Warren, and by the Galactic Empire. So the what we got to see in... Um, What's the new the uh, Star Wars game that's out? The Fallen uh, Order. Fallen Order. The electrode uh, staffs that the oh yeah, that the Im- yeah no, no the Imperial Guards. The Imperial oh. Guards use a new staff that has an electrode that uses the same kind of material that lightsabers use. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's same to do with the Mandalorian uh, direct damage. Mm-hmm. Um, well, aren't Sorry, because I'm I'm a huge Star Wars lore nerd. Aren't the kyber crystals that are the foundation for lightsabers? Aren't those mined from Mandaloria, or am I mixing? That? No, no, they're no. mined. There's like specific caves. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that they get it. So I think I don't I don't know if it's canon anymore, but which is used by an arc pulse generator to create in the, the staffs after the mining, yeah. which is in uh, the mountain planet. We are shown in. Clone Wars, we get to see the younglings build their own lightsabers. Oh, I cannot yeah. think of the exact oh, planet. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Shit, I can't remember. Um, I think it's important to note, too, that they make the armor, so when he creates his armor, they smelt it. Um, it's a very ritualistic process. Mm-hmm. Like, the armor means a lot to Mandalorians, and I feel like you don't get that vibe a lot with Jango, like when they introduce no. him. In- well, Jango's not a true Mandalorian. He's not from the planet Mandalorian. He's a famous bounty hunter in Don's Mandalorian armor. Armor, yeah. But he's yeah, yeah. not. He's not a true Mandalorian. So, yeah, I think that's gonna come into play. Like, it's a very ritualistic process. Like, yeah. it's very important for the Mandalorians. Like, they even try to put emblems that like represent something that they. Yeah, they all have a signet, generally denotated by their like most significant kill. Yeah. So, Ren from. Mandalorian times super combatant to the actual Mandalorians uh, was able to destroy uh, her weapon into just like in the uh, Mandalorian series we saw his weapon be able to disintegrate people yeah yeah ran their super human we'll we'll say that for right now Um, their super combatant had a weapon that could actually disintegrate uh, Mandalorian armor and... Oh, shit. That, which was released and flipped on them during the Mandalorian Civil War. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's important to note that, like, the village of... Man- like, the, the Mandalorian village was attacked by... In the Clone Wars. So he... Like, you saw, like, the... By the Separatists. Yeah, the Separatists. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It's it's. I mean, so the in second, Biscar, the metal alloy was, it, and still is, at this point in time. We're talking about the Mandalorian, uh, one of the most toughest and legendary metals in the galaxy. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that they're using that as currency makes sense. Yeah. I feel like it might be just like a slight like Empire's flexing, like dude, oh, we <laughs> check this shit out. Anyways, um, um, episode three. Episode three is the best episode for sure so far. For sure. 
So, Lucas, do you want to summarize episode three for us? So, episode three, we hop in. It's right after uh, him giving away the baby Yodette. <laughs> yeah. He's hopping into his speeder, off, headed off to his new bounty after receiving his new armor. Yep. Because, as we've talked about, the Beskar medal acquired from these bounties that he's received has been melted down by his race to build armor. He looks flashy, brand new. They're pissed, though, because he worked with the Empire, and the Empire... Yep, well, obviously his race would be pissed off about him working with the Empire. I mean... Well, I think that's a key thing, too. No, it is, and I'm agreeing with you, but yes, they would be... Yeah, pissed about that. Highly pissed off about that. Yeah, for using the currency, because it's like remnants, like they fucked... You know, it's stamped. Him over. It's stamped by the empire. Yeah, it's got the imperial emblem on it. Yeah. And uh, after bringing that back, he has a little confrontation with one of the head bulky dudes, who you know is going to play a huge part later on. The dude, his <laughs> armor looks really he cool. Looks like I'm not going to lie. And uh, he eventually moves past that after they chant their cult chant. And uh, <laughs> it really is. It's like a religion, like you said. I don't know if we'd call it a race more than. A, I mean, I guess it's a re- race and a religion from. Yeah, because they're from a specific planet. Planet, yeah, they yeah. They also follow all the same. But after realize, so one of the key points that is very subtle, but most of us, I, I believe, all of us witnessed in the second episode, the young Yodet twists off. One of the uh, knobs on his, uh, his ship. ship, and he gets in to head off to his next bounty and goes to pull it and realizes the knob is missing. But he remembers the Yodet pulling off that little intricate piece, yeah. and he goes, Well, so shit, nah, fuck. no, I'm fuck to this. Go I gotta go back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can tell, like, and he that shuts it down. And he heads back. He's got this new armor. He's fucking kitted. And he heads into that space station, blows up with some doors, plays a little mind tricks, shoots us some bad dudes. Dude, that gauntlet. So he has these wrist rockets um, that are heat-seeking. So he just lets them go, and they just... He's surrounded by, like, what, ten? Like, it was was like like eight, six six or seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stormtroopers. And he's just like, okay, like, I surrender. And then he clicks his little wrist rockets, and they all, like, that shit was dope. Yeah, I'm not going to It should lie. be noted, too, that with that wrist rocket, he only has, I'll say 20. Yeah, he's got a set. 20 yeah. shots. They and, make sure to say that, too. Like, and, it's expensive. Like, yeah, he, the, yeah, the head of the Baskar uh, conformatory is, like, you only got a specific amount of shots. This shit's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Do not waste them. Use them wisely. And he goes back and does this shit. It's going to come back to bite him in the butt. I oh, know yeah, it is. Sure. Oh, yeah. Especially setting it up like that. Like, yeah. that's some definite and, foreshadowing. And uh, so he eventually finds the doctor who's trying to scan the baby, Yodet, and uh, doesn't kill the doctor, leaves him alive, Well, so takes the baby, yeah. uh, heads off, gets surrounded, saved by his... Mandalorian compatriots compatriots race and heads off in the spaceship that's the end of the episode but to come back there's a lot more to go through so Gabe what do you got for it oh yeah um, I think it's 
it was interesting that the so if you look I think this is this is a fan theory that I've been hearing around if you look at the doctor's emblem on his arm yeah um it's the same emblem from Camino mm-hmm. which is where the clones were made um so I think and I don't know if I'm right or wrong um that they were trying to clone Yoda, but the dude, the doctor was very adamant about, like, the only reason that that baby Yoda's alive is because of him. So I'm curious as to how they're going to come back to the, like, to this experiment that they did on the baby Yoda. It'll be interesting. It'd be cool to, like, clone him, like, have an evil clone. Or, and I brought up this theory when we were watching it, too, it could be not so much a cloning process of the baby itself, but rather a way to... Uh, Extract. To, like, yeah, artificially create uh, force sensitivity yeah. in people. Since it's such a, uh incredibly rare resource after the Empire wiped out all the Jedi, and then after the Empire fell, there's basically nobody force-sensitive left in the universe. Mm-hmm. Imagine they find a way to recreate that, and then they can, if the Empire or the Remnant has that you know, capability, they can basically make make an army of Sith and rule the universe, so to speak. So, it, a major plot. I would honestly kind of like to see that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I cool. mean, like, just see, the theory. the problem <coughs> I see in that is they put it into droids <laughs> and they'd only <laughs> yeah. be able to force push and pull and oh they'd still God. get their ass beats. <laughs> the stormtroopers might Roger, Roger. be able to aim. Roger, Roger, push, push. <laughs> stormtroopers have to use it to like aim their guns. You know, the force pushes like, oh shit, I can't aim anymore. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, so Mando, I guess is what he's called, the Mandalorian, like yeah, the main character, um, he kind of pisses off the Bounty Hunters Guild mm-hmm. because he goes back for this bounty and they're like, well, you broke the number one rule. You never okay. steal back, you know, bounty. You let it go, you drop it. Like a true Western would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comes back for it. And so there's a huge shootout between the Bounty Hunter Guild and him. And, you know, he holds his own for a while. It's really cool. Like, he's still, you know, he uses his flamethrower and everything. And Who then called it, by the way? It's Lucas did predict the ending of that. Yeah, episode. yeah. And then you have the whole people come in to save. Mandalorian. Yeah. Guild come in. And, and I think the only reason they helped him is because he went back for that. Like, yeah. I feel like it was, like, an honor thing for them. Because they, they're very much, like you said, like, it's a very religious... <coughs> nice. Nice. Thanks. Was that number three? No. <laughs> Gonna have a counter for everyone that... For every burp Lucas makes. But, um... It's, it's a religion, like I was saying. And so... I, all their processes seem, like, very sacred. Like, the armor's yeah. very sacred... You know, they do the whole, um, what's their chant? It's, oh. It reminds me a lot of, uh, from, uh, Handmaid's Tale, you know, the... Oh, uh, what do they say? They're like, uh... It is as it be or some shit like that. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's very like reminiscent of, like, Under His Eye from, yeah. um, from, uh... Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale, yeah. so... It's gonna be cool to see, like, where, like, the direction that this continues to go. I mean, I like it so... I'm really curious what they're going to do with that Baby Yoda character. Yeah. And how much they're going to upgrade our boy. Because even yeah. they hint that he's going to get a jetpack at the end of it. Yeah, because like, he goes, oh, i got to give me one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's such a Western 
Even this third episode especially was Western. Oh, yeah, big time. town shootout. There's a bunch of different Western tropes that they use. Yeah, like, like you said, he, like the dude on the Yeah, he's, roof. so he's traveling, like in the old Westerns where he'd be like being pulled along on a caravan and he's shooting the town up as he goes and there's like little people trying to shoot him down from the roof and he guns people on the roof. He gets pinned down in his caravan and then his his help comes out of nowhere and helps him win the battle and it's very much a Western feeling show. Oh, yeah, 100%. Point. For and sure. They, they utilize such classic tropes, and there's a lot of good callbacks, too. Like, his uh, his one big tank buddy flies up next to him and salutes him off as he's flying away in his speed. Oh, uh, yeah, Top Gun reference. Top Gun reference. Yeah, that's but cool. Th- this show is just filled with little Easter eggs and, like, classic references and yeah. tropes to, like, you know, really tell a good Western story of redemption, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Loki some def like there's Loki some aspects of like redemption like, yeah, as a story. You you almost see it in the Mandalorian himself where he's yeah. he's been this you know emotionless. I'm gonna do my bounty and move on with my life until he encounters something and it gives him meaning and it's giving his character like yeah, yeah. humanity and now he's progressing and like you know he's gonna do what's right instead of just what pays. Can we talk about hit the helmets? How the fuck do they see out of that? The eye slits are so tiny. Like, how do you have any peripheral vision? I like to thing? imagine it's just like a Terminator headset where it's really, it's just, it's like a scanning visor. It's like, this is the way. This, this is, is the way. way. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what they That's their say. chant yeah. to call back. Um, I like to imagine it's like a, like a, like a, I don't know, like a screen where really behind the visor, it's just like. They're looking at goggles, and it's like their environment's filled with like a HUD. Yeah, and they're yeah. like highlighting elements like targets and shit. I was just thinking, like, no wonder why Boba and Django were so useless; they couldn't see shit. <laughs> no wonder Django got fucking blindsided. <laughs> Trying to open a door and just run right in into it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, we'll do probably three or four, five, and six, and then do another episode on seven and eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys? Let's give uh, the Rod Romero stamp of approval so far on Fallen Order and because we forgot to do it for that and uh, Mandalorian. Hard on or hard off, boys. Fallen Order. I'm gonna give a half chub till I get <laughs> a little bit further through. Yeah. I'm not gonna be at full Eiffel Tower or anything, but uh, <laughs> this rating system's awesome. <laughs> uh, what For about Mandalorian. Definite Eiffel Tower. Hey, yeah, dude. I, I, it can I, only get higher too, which <laughs> <laughs> it can only get higher. Space Needle. Um, Space listen, needle. there's three or four inches that are inside you. If you pull hard, if you enough, pull hard enough, come. it'll come through, and oh you'll get down three, four inches. Girl, if you want a dick pic, you don't have to take an X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Uh, dude, yeah, I know. As soon as they announced it, I remember turning to... I was like, if it's Western style, like, this is right up your alley. Oh, yeah. 100%. They've stayed true to the Western. They really have. Like, it is is a full-on Western with, like, skinned as Star Wars. It's awesome. Uh, Cody, what about you? Yeah, so, um, for Fallen Order, I mean, I'm not the most well-informed because I do not have it. But, um... You don't give to you don't get to give your opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm axed on this. Um, but based on what I've seen and based on what my dear friends here have talked about and experienced and what I've witnessed them screaming about, 
I will say it deserves maybe a half. Yeah, shot. you heard me scream. I've at heard that you scream. I forgot you were in the chat or like yeah. we were in our party. And I just <laughs> go, "Fuck! Are you fucking kidding? How many times have I done this?" And Cody's like, "You good over you there?" Good and I was like, yeah. No. And I'm just like, I fucking this. hate this game. Or it's just a, like, are you shitting me? Click, beep, Gabe's offline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that too. I just turned everything off. Um, um, yeah, so I I, I, I I don't know. I'd give it like a flaccid. I think it's, I mean, it's there. So hard it's, off? It's got a room for approval, yeah. It's, okay. it's, what about uh, a of... room for approval? <laughs> I thought I was going to Hey, hey chill out there, there game-o-maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to I speak I just hit yesterday. number four and five, and you guys didn't <clears throat> notice. Oh yeah. oh yeah, we did. We didn't make our count. Damn it. Yeah, Yikes. so four and five. Yeah. All right. Continue anyway. This uh, podcast is getting long. We still have uh, type a whole loose butthole. <laughs> um, Mason Rudolph. Okay. Continue. I'll, I'll hit you. I'll oh, hit you with God. this one for the Mandalorian. We're at full Burj Khalifa status. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Fucking tallest tower in the world out here. It's it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of westerns myself. So seeing that style combined with Star Wars, which is one of my favorite things ever. I just, I can't get enough. As soon as the episode ends, I'm just like, fuck, is it Friday yet? Yeah, yeah I, know, I feel like, that. And it, it reminds me of watching the old uh, Star Wars Cops videos they used to release. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry, it, it really does. You're just like <laughs> pulled over by a fucking speeder. <laughs> Do you remember that really old YouTube series about Darth Vader getting a job at a supermarket? Did you ever oh watch God. that? Well, I, I remember Kylo Ren undercover boss on that. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I actually, f- for the first time, I think of pretty positive. Like, as frustrating as it is, I really like Fallen Order. Like, it's a lot of fun. I love single player games like that, so I'd give it a hard on. And then. I mean, I'm right there with you boys. Like, I'm ready for the next episode of Mandalorian. Yep. I'm really happy, though, that they didn't just dump it. Yeah, like, it's... I'm very excited for the uh, release every week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more commentary. And it's also uh, nice that I don't have to fucking (laughs) binge it in a weekend so we can make a podcast. Although, with this, I would not have a problem binging. (laughs) No, I know, (laughs) but, but, I mean... Thirty minutes, eight episodes, like take a minute, and with finals, like I have zero time. Um, but yeah, all right, let's wrap Did this podcast that? up. <laughs> that <Bless>. doesn't count. <laughs> uh, type a whole loose butthole, boys. What we got for the week? Let's. You want to open everybody with both, or do you want to do? Let's do tight. Tight first. Yeah. Lucas. Beer's tight. Beer's beer is tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been down them, John. <laughs> Leaving it at that. Bud, Bud Light is tight if you want a new motto. <laughs> Best combo at a bar, Fireball, and Bud Light. That's your go-to. Every you drink time. less. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And spend less. God, tight bottle for me. I, you know. On a leash. <laughs> oh, my God. No one's going to understand this fucking joke. So, um, I know I, I usually plug video games, uh... And I'll just keep plugging it. I've been I've been playing Destiny too. Oh my god! Week. Here we go about Destiny. So I, I just <laughs> I you know I love a good game where I can hop on with my buddies and not have a competitive experience where I'm pissed off. The yeah, whole where time. you like work together. Yeah, and I Destiny feel that. is such a good like work together. You got raids, the six man activities that can take a couple hours. But yeah. it's just it's such a good thing where I can just chill out with my buddies and like. You know, we'll get new armor, new guns, and shit, and just have fun shooting creatures that are being bad. 
Yeah. And I just, I, I've been having a blast playing it this past week, so. I feel that. Destiny 2. Um, I'm going to have to give a big shout out to her buddy, uh, Duncan Brown. Well, we went downtown last, uh, last night, uh, typo. That was an interesting experience to say the least. We went to this one bar. I was telling you guys about this. This bar looks like it was made for people that invested in Bitcoin early on and just now are Instagram models. So they come in with like 40, it's, it gave you that vibe cause it's like a rooftop bar and everything. And you have to take an elevator to it and everything so um i don't know it, it was fun it was a fun night for sure definitely uh oh and type a hole to uh browns browns dub. Dub. <laughs> i mean dub. who actually gives a shit because it's against miami dolphins and they are hot garbage but <laughs> a win's a win we'll take it that's right we need to win now five more uh in order to even be in the playoff running so Attainable, well, actually, we'll, and well, it has to be five in a row, or else we're not making the playoffs. So fingers crossed, baby. Um, loose butthole boys. Wow, such positivity. Mason this Rudolph. Everybody. Has Mason Rudolph? Question mark. Fuck that guy. We should just have a segment called "Fuck That Guy," Fuck that and guy. it's Mason Rudolph. Fuck it's that old, guy. it's Mason only Mason Rudolph. Rudolph ever. <laughs> so, if you guys aren't sports fans, Mason Rudolph's a QB for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh. worst. Yeah, the worst team. <coughs> yeah, that that I that is an appro- <laughs> That was the only time that that was appropriate. Fuck the Steelers. Yeah. But so, I think we, we we went through the situation with Miles Garrett last yeah. week where yep. he gets. And this dude's apology was just the most... It was the whitest apology of all time. It wasn't an apology. It was just like, Miles Garrett needs to provide a secondary apology. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I, I know the role that I... Play. It's definitely one of those apologies where if your dad... Like, if you're a rich white kid... Yeah. <laughs> my dad... <laughs> my dad owns yachts. My dad's a lawyer. Like, that kind of vibe for it. Like, that dude is definitely... A cuck. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I think my loosest of butthole this week is shared with Cody. And I would like Cody to share his loosest of butthole. My loosest of butthole. We talking Tesla loose buttholes? We talking oh, Tesla. Oh, I forgot about the Tesla. Dump truck. So, <laughs> du- full dumps. Fucking backloader truck. Elon, Elon Musk went back to the seventh grade and took geometry again. He was designing this shit, dude. It's fucking a... Abomination. What is it? So, yeah, I guess we should start informing our audience before we just shit on a random topic, right? (laughs) So, for those of you... We love you, Elon Musk. For those of you that... uh, Sponsor. The (laughs) The meme lord himself. (laughs) So, for those of you who haven't been following the tech news recently, Tesla just unveiled this, quote, cyber truck. Um, I mean, it's interesting looking, uh, to put it nicely. It's basically a pyramid on wheels. It looks like... The Warthog from the very first Halo. It really does. It looks like if you were to give Daft Punk a vehicle. <laughs> Dude, that is actually a good that's, yeah, that's for their sure. vehicle of choice. It looks like if you took a shit in a toilet and it wrapped around five times and built a pyramid. That's the wheels. <laughs> that's the wheels. Yeah. Well, that comparison is so far off, but so good at the same time. Yeah. Like, I love it. I mean, it. so it's just like... Tesla's trying to go such a futuristic route, and I think, like, Tesla cars are amazing right now. Like, electric cars is the way of the future. We really need to step away from using fossil fuels and everything. I think smart technology like that, wonderful. But this Cybertruck is just a 
fucking design disaster. And to further my <laughs> point, one of the main features that they advertised was like, the glass is not only shatterproof, it's bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> and to demonstrate this at their unveiling, which was a disaster all around, they took this little steel ball and tossed it at the window, expecting it to bounce off or like crack it a little. Shit shatters. <laughs> shatters the window. And then Elon Musk tweets about it later. He's like, well, looks like we have a little more work to do. Like, There's room for improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Elon Musk is the meme lord. He I remember him tweeting lord. this. Well, it was like one of those, uh, the existential ones, like where your brain just like grows. Big brain, yeah. yeah. And it's like when he sees a funny meme, release dope a meme. And I, I, my shit was dead in the middle of class. And it was like... That's funny as fuck. That this dude, this genius, yeah, just is tweeting the dumbest shit. Yeah, but he's. That's so funny that they throw a ball at the window and it shatters. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're just like, I, oh. I, I encourage all well, of you to like Google image this shit. It looks so fucking terrible. And they they their reasoning behind the design is that if they had it designed like a regular car, it'd be harder to mass produce because it's machine produced parts. It's all, like, Tesla factory-made machines. It looks like produced. a lunchbox on wheels. It's like, oh, my God. It's literally angular. You can draw a 90-degree angle between the fucking front and back end of the car. It's Love terrible. It, so it's... Yeah. I'm just disgusted. That's so this is our new section. Not only fuck that guy, fuck that car. Fuck that car. Fuck that truck. <laughs> so. Next week, my car. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's wagon of death. Yeah. This thing rattles like no other. I got other. that fixed. Got it fixed. I got it fixed finally, but uh, we'll give it a couple more days. Something else will pop up. <laughs> the car's just going to fucking explode. Cody's going to be like, this, Listen, is, at this, this point, is fine. It's Yeah, I've lived a full enough life, you know. If it blows up on me, <laughs> fuck it. You're like, had, had it for so long, why not? Yeah. All right, well... This has been a two-hour podcast, so hope you had fun listening to our shenanigans. Hey, thank you all for joining us, supporting us. We appreciate it. Yeah, if you guys want to uh, reach us, we are on uh, Facebook, The Rotten Bromatoes, on Twitter, T-Bromatoes, and we're making an Instagram soon, so we'll plug that. So make sure you follow us. We give updates, um, tell you when the podcast is are going to be released and stuff. Uh, if you guys want to find us, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud under the Rotten Bromatoes. You want some uh, existential news updates? We're on Facebook at the Rotten Bromatoes. Did I already just say that? Nope. I swear to- you did, but we're replugging it. <laughs> yeah, we're replugging it. <laughs> you fucking ass. I 100% said that. I can't wait to re-listen to this and you. I'm 100% right. You want to put money on it? Yeah. Oh god. You do. One. Yeah. Okay. Ten bucks. Ten what, bucks says I. Bucks. Twenty oh, bucks. All right. Shit. Okay. Fine. I know. Okay. Let's do it. All right. We'll we'll post on we'll post this uh, picture on uh, on our Facebook to see the results of this. They'll know already that I'm right, but that's okay, Lucas. <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, if you guys like our podcast, please be sure to you know like our Facebook page, share it with anyone that. Um, is important to you, or if you hate it, send it to people that you hate. <laughs> so they can listen to our shitty podcast. Any, any media is good, media is good. Right? So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, tune in next week. We have a really, we're excited about this episode. This uh, next Amazing week. Thanksgiving podcast. Yeah, Hell our buddies, yeah. Uh, if you 
buddy Ross is coming back in. Uh, yeah. He's in the Air Force, so he's visiting. And uh, Max from our Movie Master Debaters podcast is coming in, so we're going to have a huge debate Gen with Z a punishment. Correspondent. He's yeah. comes yeah. back in the town. Yeah. we got to figure out that punishment, by the way. I think what <laughs> we're going to do is post it on our YouTube page that we're going to be making yep. here in a couple of days. Um, and we're going to do a Try Not to Laugh challenge because... We are not shameless, and we love following trends. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for coming.